This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Delivery. so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 149 of the Stacey West podcast as ever I'm Ben and I'm joined by Gaz back again this week how you doing back again <laughs> apologies to any headphone users was that loud? I'm, I'm sat quite a long way from my <laughs> from my microphone. I nearly was back. Yeah, no, I'm 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 hacked off at the moment. Yeah, I I, I can understand the sentiment. You know, I say I always ask you how you're doing. It's like I've just started the phone call, but I know full well how you're doing because we've just had a chat off air. Yeah, um, you know all but, about my missing chicken. Yeah, your missing chicken sounds uh well. It was safe in the end. Yeah, my hiding, elusive little bugger chicken who might be renamed Orla to Korma because I'm not happy with her. But anyway, there we go. Fair enough. I mean, if you go in missing, I'm sure there'll be plenty of people that could give you alternative names. But um, anyway. Um, Ouch. She was she was sorry. She wasn't outside the uh, the hutch having a drink of water when I went over to lock him in. So um, <laughs> it's all good. You see, I wasn't going to go there, but fair enough. Um, yeah, I, oh, it's been a week, hasn't it? It's been, been a month, hasn't it? Goal of the month competition's got two goals in it. They're both in the cup. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, yeah. I mean, they were yeah. good goals, but no. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's going to be tough to pick between the two. It, um, they used to do the goal of the month competition or match of the day, and you used to get the uh, the lightning seeds played, didn't they? Was it the life for Riley? And but yeah, if they was playing the life for Riley for our goal of the month competition, it'd be more like a guess the intro competition. <laughs> you wouldn't even be able you to get, get the first few bars blurring. Yeah, <laughs> which which song was that? I know a couple of nice little minute Hotel Yorba. That's quite slow. Maybe we could use Hotel Yorba by the White Stripes, or one of those little interludes, like like the little interlude at the end of Green Day, Dookie. You know that all by myself. Do, 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 that was all by myself. Which which normally actually um, describes opposition goalkeepers, or actually opposition forwards at times, doesn't it as well? Colby Bishop. I was all by myself in the area. All by myself. <laughs> <coughs> Oh dear! But, uh, I mean, do, do we want to do we want to stop talking about 
music football. and talk about football. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to stop talking about football? That's enough for the Stacey West podcast this week. <laughs> it's been a blast. I mean, yeah, it, we suppose we better talk about it, seeing as that's what people are here for. Um, Accrington. Uh, I mean, we, we, you know, we, we bumped into each Well, I say bumped into each other. We'd arranged to meet up before and in the, uh, in the centre spot. Miserable day, miserable result. Uh, a bit of a miserable performance, really, wasn't it? Overall, just just not great. I mean, your dad summed it up brilliantly when we met at the end of the game. What did he say? <laughs> I think when we when we were walking, well, when I handed you your stuff back, uh, he was he was with you. Just went, oh, that was a sack of shit, wasn't it? Yeah, that's dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm honest, you know, honestly, couldn't really disagree with him too much. I mean, it, it just it it wasn't. It, it was another performance where. Well, I think everything just got lost. You know, I think there was there was no real there was no real endeavour. Um, it, it seemed like it was it was just going to be you know a draw. I don't think either either team really looked like scoring. And then sure enough, you know, Akrington pop did. up with a with a goal. Um, I, you know, I don't know what else to say other than what we've said over the past couple of weeks. I mean, it's 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 disappointing. It's uninspiring. Um, I don't think that, you know, some people saying, oh, this is the worst that I've, I've ever seen. It's like, well, no, like 2011, literally nobody on that pitch gave a shit the day that we lost and went down. Like that. All right, fair enough. One person gave a shit. But like, you know, it's just there doesn't seem to be somebody in the, the, the final third of the pitch at the minute that can pick the game up by the scruff of the neck, take it and, you know, make it their own which is something that we are desperately in need of um but ultimately you know we all know that people at the club know that and it's you know, i'm sure they're frustrated as well but um yeah i mean how did you see how did you see the Accrington game because it was uh it was one that i was reading from the the end of the pitch again so didn't um didn't get the 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 best point of view on it for a lot of it but i knew it oh, was i disagree great. i think the further away from the pitch you were the better you got better perspective you got the game um dare i say marginally better than than portsmouth at home Uh, marginally better uh the stats suggest we were marginally better in 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 some areas not i might not say marginally i mean it i mean accrington um had and let's launch straight to xg because it's just a brilliant way to hide from reality um accrington had an xg of 1.29 but their goal was 0.67. So, so actually, we we had the better chances by the goal than they did, um, just. But the one goal that Accrington scored actually had, uh, was the one chance was better XG than everything we created against Portsmouth uh, and almost everything that we created against them. So that basically, that one chance was was as good as not just you know, any other chance. It was as good as all the other chances combined for both teams. It attributed for over half of their XG and it was almost the same as ours, which is how dismal the game was. I mean, it was nil-nil from the minute it kicked off till the minute we handed them a win and we did hand them a win. It was a goal that we've we've gifted them. Um, When you look at the goal, it, it was terrible defending. There was no, you know, you've got to track your, your forward. If the ball bounces down in the box, you've got to track your forward. We, we've let their player run as we often do. You know, we just, I say it every week, and 
I sound like a stuck record, but just miss Lynn Bridcut because Bridcut closes the ball down. Bridcut mm-hmm. on the edge of the 18-yard area does his job, and not one central midfielder on Saturday afternoon did their job. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's as simple as that. And it's painful sat here on Wednesday. You'll be listening to this on Thursday, going back over it because we we know we've got even more pain to go over anyway. You know, if you're of a nervous disposition, turn the Stacey West podcast off now uh, <laughs> because it ain't going to get any any better. Well, it is actually because uh, we were infinitely better against Carlisle. But um, yeah, it was it was it was a crap afternoon from start to finish. You know, we came in a little bit earlier and it was raining and the fan zone's desolate and I don't like going in the TP suites. They keep the doors wide open. It was cold. I was sat there. Do you know what I mean? It just I don't know. It just felt flat. Mm. It just did. And you know, I don't in the ground. I keep saying it, but the lack of drinks that appeal to me mean that, you know, I really do just go in the ground, get to my seat, wait for the end of the game and leave again. And there was, there was nothing there to entertain us. And to put a slightly positive spin on it. Yes. That happened against Portsmouth as well. But actually you go back just a couple of games and, and we had Shrewsbury where we drew, we beat Wigan, we drew with Sheffield Wednesday where, where we played quite well. Um, actually people were talking about the Sheffield Wednesday game, bear in mind about you know it was a good result for City etc our XG was actually lower in that game than it was against Accrington so although we were bad I don't think we were as bad as people make out I think we're doing the right things right the way up to the to the front of the 18 yard box mm-hmm. but after that there's nothing but unfortunately yeah. you know, it, we, the game isn't played in two thirds of the pitch it's played in all of the pitch and uh, yeah we were we were poor and we were too, uh, you know, keep hearing toothless. I'm not going to say woeful because we weren't woeful, otherwise we would have lost four or five nil. But we were, we were poor, and I think it was as poor as I've seen a Lincoln City side, um, probably since four days earlier. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, I can't disagree. It's it's frustrating to watch because again, we all know where the areas are that are falling down. We all know, you know, what's going on. We know that we can't really change too much until you know, potentially get some bodies through the door. And I I don't know, I I don't know where the, you know, where where people are expecting a quick fix. And I know that, you know, some people will probably get the backs up and, you know, have a go for, for this. But like, I don't really understand what we can do given the injury situation and given the personnel that we've got, you know, some of them haven't worked out. And I think it's, it happens at all clubs. You know, there will be players that come in and don't work out and, you know, either they move on in their career or they turn it round. Um, I think in the in this instance, I, I, I think I don't know whether Dan Lundlew has decided that, you know, the instructions that Michael gave him before the Wigan game where he said, look, if you don't move into space, if you're running at the ball, I'll take you off. I don't know if that's just disappeared from his head or whether the instructions changed or whatever because he's and, and this kind of bled through to um to last night's game as well which we'll come on to but like he, he doesn't seem to be making the same moves and doing the same things that he want that he was doing against Wigan which you know I thought he had a fantastic game against Wigan um I, I don't know what's going on um and it's it's a difficult one to to assess and and view because you know ultimately we don't know what's going on behind closed doors at the football club but to to see some people you know thinking that they are 
um, their contempt with what's going on, you know, internally at the club. I can guarantee, and I said this last week, but I can guarantee that there are people at that club that are tearing their hair out of the situation. They're trying to make it better because that's their job and they know what they need to do. Um, But, you know, there isn't a quick fix at the moment. And I think that's, that's the thing that people need to understand. Um, should we move yeah. on to Tuesday? Oh yeah, let's <laughs> <laughs> let's. How very exciting! <laughs> yeah, it's good, well, goodness, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't know what else there is to say about Saturday, to be honest. Because it was just, you know, it was let's just. Put, it was let's cool. put something fun in between the two, so that it's a shit sandwich, but at least in the middle of it, we've got a little bit of strawberry filling. <laughs> so we're appearing on some people's Spotify Wrapped, I hear. Are we? Yeah, apparently so. It was top podcast. In fact, I even had a, a, a message from Aaron Mayhew. Now, Aaron was um, he worked he was at the uni, he was in the uh, media team at the uni and did Link Sport. Really, really nice guy. And he messaged me, even though he is now gone and working for um, Essex Live. Yeah, he actually messaged me, uh, and we were his number three podcast. Oh. Yeah, not bad for a non-Lincoln fan, he said, which is quite good. I don't actually know how to look at my spotify wrapped i go on to spotify and all i have is a playlist i don't really understand why maybe i need to update spotify that might be the case i mean i don't update apps automatically yeah i do look at that update because <laughs> it's painful and you have that many apps if you put on auto update it just starts doing it all the time like whenever you're in range of anything it's just it can't be doing with that so there we go faster internet guys oh, tell me about it mind you <laughs> Giving me a load of crap about my PlayStation taking hours and hours. I downloaded FIFA overnight. Mm. It's a con as well, isn't it? Well, yeah. Because I have a, a I have a, a technique. So FIFA players, if you're listening, this is my technique for making a small amount of coins on a regular basis. And I'm sure people do it anyway, because I'm not groundbreaking. But I buy bronze packs because a bronze pack is 750 coins. Typically, you get three or four players in there with a with a base value of around 200 coins. But often you'll get like a Premier League bronze player will go for 15, 1600. You quick sell a load of stuff and I keep the kits because I'm a kit collector. Right? Even on FIFA, I'm a kit collector. <laughs> But like nowadays, you're in the bronze pack and there's four or five TIFOs. I don't know what a TIFO is. I'm assuming it's a banner that you hang up at a football ground, which which is ridiculous because people won't be able to see the game. Yeah, why why like, the hell would I want an Accrington Stanley TIFO? <laughs> it's like the big, yeah, it's like a, a huge banner that they, they have in the stands, mainly at Continental Games. But we've done a few at Lincoln. Uh, with you know with the six one seven boys, um, but they they're they're just big banners that basically sit in the stands before the game to go. Wow, aren't we great? Um, some of them look really good. So why did I open a bronze pack early with one for for, for Dundalk? Because you just well, you, you've just you, you've just answered your own question. Why did you open a bronze pack with one of those in? Because they're going to put more of those in packs, so you buy more of them, Gary. That's yeah, what but, they do. But they're not getting any money out of me for it. They're getting 750 coins, and on average, I make back probably 850, so I'm making 100 coins a go. At this rate, within a year and a half, I'll be able to afford a striker. <laughs> Spoken like a true addict, somebody with a genuine problem. Yeah. I, uh, right. I I can't that, be doing with FIFA. I'll I'll play it when it goes free to play on Game Pass because that'll be in about three months and then it'll be like cool, right? I'll play it and I'll dick about in Ultimate Team for a bit and I'll not spend any money. But yeah, I've already spent twenty quid. 
can't be doing with it. Really Not Marcus be. Rashford though. That was pointless. Okay. And, did you uh, did you have to get the like the eighty quid version of FIFA, whatever it was? No, I didn't. I got a. I think it was about a fifty or sixty quid version. But I, my neighbours bought me some PlayStation points for my birthday, so it actually only cost me about twenty quid. Oh, okay, fair enough. Because I know they they when it when it launched they had a thing where it said right if you've got a PS4 but you want the PS5 version as well. So you get the PS4 and PS5 version. It was 80 quid. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to buy it for the PlayStation 4. To be honest, I wanted to play proper games on the PlayStation 5. Uh, and I complete, well, I nearly completed Miles Morales. I got to the last mission and I spent an hour trying to beat the Tinkerer in a fight. And I've just got hacked off with it now. So I've been that off. Um, so 99%. I, I, there's, there's nothing more to be gleaned from it. Like I beat her, I'll get a cutscene saying I'm great, whatever. Um, so I can't be asked to do that. It just frustrated me. The controllers are too expensive for, to, to potentially be thrown into a log burner in anger. So <laughs> that's very there we go. So, so that's the strawberry in the middle. Shall we move on to the darkness? That is the outer crust of Carlisle away in the cup. Yeah, I mean, I was actually quite satisfied at half time, apart from the fact that we'd not managed to, you know, not managed to get a goal. Oh, no, we did manage to get a goal because that was just before half time. Yeah, I was actually quite satisfied at half time. It was, I thought we looked decent, we were putting the pressure on, and it was like just slowly chipping away, and then finally, finally managed to get a goal. Um, and it was actually a really good goal as well. Um, I don't know whether that's because we've just been starved of them and anything would do at this point, but I actually thought it was a really well-worked goal. Um, I thought Adelican was playing well. I thought, you know, other players were, were chipping in and looking decent. Um, and then it fell apart in the second half, didn't it? We just continued this story of the season where we do everything right in the first two thirds and then, nothing in the in the second no in the in the 18 yard box um i don't know if you have a different opinion on the first half or yeah i mean it 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 wasn't a thrilling first half but we scored a goal and i'll be honest when we scored the goal i thought well we're through so let's just get through to the end of the game I, i i didn't see a huge amount of threat from carlisle if I'm honest, I mean, I know they hit the post uh, or whatever, they had a shot over, but yeah, it's kind of speculative. Um, I think we'd had 11 shots, four on target in the first half, and they, they were four shots, two on target. So we were dominating the game, we were dominating possession. It was just the same old story that we can't get into the. It's not that we're not. It's not that we're missing a lot of chances. We are, by the way, but it's not purely that. It's that we're also missing the opportunity to create chances as well. So we're getting into good areas out wide and then the ball is poor. Um, We're getting into the edge of the area and the decision that we then make is poor. And there was an example of, I mean, this is second half to be fair, but kind of there's an effort from a delicate which comes off the post and Anundalu picks the ball up and he's six yards away maybe from, from the post at quite a tight angle and he just mm. kind of turns his back and comes out of the area and Adelican is is not then running out wide to pick it back up to whip the cross here. it just it, yeah it just it just breaks down and it's frustrating and that's why people are getting angry but they, we're not being outplayed we weren't outplayed in that first half it looked like a league one versus league two and when we got the goal it looked like we were the only ones that were then going to go on and win the game um but yeah 
you go into the second half and and you know, we've got to address it. There was two unforgivable mistakes. The first one was Cohen Bramall, yep. which okay, Ayoma hasn't played him, hasn't played a good ball across to him, and, and TJ's just he's not settled quite as much as, as as he did last season. So it's a poor ball, it's a poor ball across, uh, but. You put what your foot through it. Doing, yeah, what he's doing, I, I don't know. I don't know. I've I watched it back. I can't figure it out. And, and he doesn't catch the player. It's a, it's a massive let off. At that point, you think, right, let's go for it. Let, let's have it. And do you know what? Genuinely, I think after they scored, it just all collapsed again. I, I just thought it, it, we are a team playing with absolutely zero confidence mm-hmm. whatsoever. I mean, what did they score? Did they score around 60 minutes? Uh, think so, yeah. Somewhere around there. After that, I mean, again, I'll go to XG. 0.11. Seven shots, n- none on target from us. Um, but a 71% possession. It's just Carlisle then played for penalties and they got penalties. And, and we played like a team who haven't scored a league goal uh, since since what uh, since before Halloween and 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 that's what it looked yeah. like and but it's frustrating because you're quite right up until their goal which we'll come on to Adelican was having a very good game I thought I thought well he was having a good game let's not say very good I mean let's not get over the top Maguire was playing well I thought Luis Fiorini looked, looked all right um, but these are players that should be should creating be. more yeah. as well you know they're, they're they're having good games but if they're having that good. A, games we would have been two three up mm. wouldn't we you're talking about a kid here who's just been given a four-year deal by um the i think man city won the premier league last year i can't i don't really know but the premier league champions right mm. premier league champions he's just yeah. been given a four-year deal by them he's playing carlisle united at 22nd in the football league chris Maguire has played in uh has played for i think he's played for scotland i might be wrong but you know he's played for so many different clubs he's such a good footballer he should be putting he should be scoring he did but he should be scoring adelican would move to the championship he should be doing well against carlisle united mm-hmm. yeah and, and we say oh well, it's good that they were doing they had decent games but you know if they were that good we would have scored more goals and yeah, yeah we know we know what we're lacking look let, let's be honest called Kate Jackson out several times for criticising players unduly and too early. I said I'd sit back and reserve judgment on Dan and I've got to a point now where we are exactly one month from the transfer window. And you know, with the greatest respect, we're down. It hasn't worked out here. Just like yep. it didn't work out with Callum Morton last season. These are not strikers that are going to have a professional career in the Premier League. Um, I'm sorry, it's as simple as that. So without, and so we're relying solely on a 17-year-old, and he's getting man of the match from people because he's come out of the academy. Not necessarily because of what he's doing on the pitch, just because he's come out of the academy and he's showing a bit of fight. But that's why we're not scoring goals. And, and you know, it's just obvious in the second half of the game that we you know, we just ran out of ideas 30 minutes from the end of the game. Yeah. No, and it, it's, it is, you know, it is hard to say that, you know, when you've got players that, that are coming in and, you know, that they are, they're just not, reaching the well I don't want to say the standards but that you know they're not performing to the ability that we know that they're capable of like you've said before you don't get to be a player that's signing a four-year deal for one of the top clubs in the country without being a decent footballer you don't have to have the career we don't get to have the career sorry that you've had going to championship clubs and you know playing multiple you know tens and tens of games for them without being a, a decent footballer. Um, and I think last night was 
it was an indication of that because you started to see certain things coming through from certain players and you're like, well, you know, like you say, yes, they should be doing that against Carlisle, but I don't know. I don't know how to say it without sounding like a dickhead, but like, yeah, you should be doing it against a a club like Carlisle, you know, a league and several places below us. So why didn't we do better? Why didn't we score, you know, a hatful last night? And it's like, you, you know, going back to it, it's like you said, it's confidence. It, that's all it is at the moment. Um, and the the situation with, you know, certain players being out and not available. But we're we talking about out injured or out having a drink. <laughs> out injured. I'd understand and if it was the latter. The four, the, the, the out having a drink. There's still a lot of argument I see on social media as to which player people believe it was who was off the pitch having a drink. Um, and not knowing, I'm not going to say, I mean, obviously there are two people that they're saying it was. I, I, I think we know which one it probably was by the looks of things. Mm. Um, and that is unforgivable. I'm sorry, but that is absolutely unforgivable. And yeah. if the player, you know, if, it, if it's a player who was being given a chance last night after coming on as a sub several times, for me, he's just blown his link city career. And we're talking about January and whether January is, is I think January will be sufficient to keep us in league one. You know, I, I, unfortunately people who were saying we were in a relegation battle probably at the moment when you look at the table are right. I don't think you're in a relegation battle until you get to February. If you get to February and then you know where you are, if, if we win four or five games on the bounce in January and we're 15 points from the relegation spots by February, we were never in a relegation battle. We got close to the relegation spots. So you're not in a relegation battle at the moment. Only the teams in the bottom four are, in my opinion. But if we get to February and we're in a relegation and we're in the same position, then you're in a relegation battle. Like, I get that. But I believe that in January we'll sign the players necessary to avoid a relegation battle. But I believe as well that we will have to sign more players than we think because there are one or two in this side who simply at the moment are not performing for Lincoln City. And if you're off the pitch having a drink while play is going on on the field, um, you're a player who ought to worry in January. Yeah, I mean... I've not seen any of the discussion as to, to who it was. I mean, my my assumption is that, you know, it was um, it was somebody in the defence. But to be fair, Michael said in his interview that it was, you know, it, it sounded like it might have been somebody in midfield. Well, um, let's, let, let's talk about it. Right. Okay. You, see the Regan, you see the Regan Paul or Hakeem Adelican, because yeah. that's where the space was on the right. And when you watch the replay, it looked looks to me like Paul's been pulled into the middle to cover because Montemore and Ioma have been pulled further over to this, the opposite side of the field because that's where play was. And it looks to me like Adelican comes from off the pitch. And and I'm, I'm happy to stand corrected. That's exactly what it looks like. So that that's where we'll, you know, that's what we think. I mean, my, you know, the initial call on, on Radio Lincolnshire was, you know, Mark Home was, um, was, was uh, analysing it. His initial call was, you know, okay, Adelican, you need to hang your head in shame. Now, I don't know whether that was because he'd left him, he'd left his man for for that long. However, it seemed on the replay that Regan Paul was phenomenally out of position. Now, I don't know whether that was because he needed to come in and, you know, cover, but he looked like so far out of position that I, again, it's it's one of those two players, and you know whichever one it is, it's it's. For me, it can't be Paul because Paul's out of position in the middle of the field. Yeah, 
that's what it looks like. And, and if you look, if play goes over to the left flank, it's natural that everything compresses. So your left back is going to either attack the ball and players from the opponent, the opposition side are moving towards the ball. So naturally defenders move with them. So when you say Paul was out of position, it, it looks to me like he's gone in field not expecting the big switch and and maybe the player that he's meant to be tracking in terms of the attacking player has gone in field as well uh, so when the switch comes and and there's a player free and running it, it looks to me and you count up and i'm happy if you know i'm not scapegoating anybody but it looks to me like their players simply run past hacks because hacks is coming on the field from having a drink and you know i i just yeah. <laughs> I'm just speechless. Yeah. If that's the case, if that's what's cost us £25,000, because it has, because if that ever doesn't go in, I don't think Carlisle were ever going to create anything other than their goal in the second half. And they'd run out of ideas. Yeah. So if that, that goal has cost us £25,000 or however much the, 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 the uh, pot was, that's criminal. It's absolutely criminal. And I know you can't fine a player that amount of money for, uh, at this level. But that's what it makes me think. It just makes me so angry, especially so if it is a player that I, I, I claimed was a, a marquee signing and I truly believe has got the ability to do so. But that's just brainless. That's yeah. what that is. It really is. It showed a complete lack. Wait until it's our goal kick if you need a drink. Not the opposition throwing. It's it's a basic. It's an absolute basic. At five aside, I wouldn't go and get a drink unless my team were in possession of a dead ball. At five aside level, I would feel guilty about letting people down at that rate. Yeah. And you know, the best thing that the club could could do, I think, in terms of PR, and it won't happen because it will end up in scapegoating. The best thing to do would be for the player who done it to actually apologise in the press. Yeah. to apologise, to actually hold his hands up and say it wasn't a good idea, I've made a mistake, I'm sorry, because I'd respect that and I would go, fair enough, not a problem. But it, with us having to debate who it might be, it feels to me like it, it it's almost hiding. I'm sure it's not Michael wants to protect his players, I get that, he wasn't going to call them out. The player doesn't have the, the, the facility to simply come out and say that. I mean, you know, they're very, very, very quiet on social media, most of the players, but I just think that actually, do you, do you know what? It's not even an apology to me because I, deep down, apart from the money, I couldn't give a toss about the EFL trophy this year. I said it about the Man United game. It ruined it for me. It ruined the trophy for me when, when they got run, when they got their way, an under-21 team. And there's only, what, two or three left in the competition anyway. So not interested. But the 75 people that made that trip to Carlisle last night, they deserve an apology. Yeah. Simple. No, 100%. And it's... Um... It, it it just kind of you know added into the, the the current malaise that's around it, isn't it? You know, it's it's not a it, if if that doesn't happen, like you say, Carlisle, I don't, they weren't going to score from open play, you know, without us gifting them a goal, and we nearly did it once. We we managed to get past that, you know. Thought right, let's let's regroup and make sure it doesn't happen again. And I mean, it happens again, and. Uh, you know, it's it's in a potentially even worse circumstance. So that is a worse circumstance. There's no doubt because if you make if you make a silly mistake on the field whilst playing, yeah, everyone can see it. You've made a mistake. You kind of you have to live with that. But to just show that, that you know, it's just a complete lack of commitment. 
It's a complete mm. lack of commitment to what's going on on the field. I, you know, I didn't include it in my report that I wrote up because I didn't see it. And the more details that have come out today, and I listened to Michael's interview um, late last night actually because I was writing up and didn't listen to it. And then, you know, obviously we've got our Stacey West WhatsApp group, um, which. Uh, which, which somebody, Jake, put the link in. I listened to it and just thought, that can't be true. Can't be true. And I watched the highlights back. Yeah. I can't, I, I can't believe it. And you know, well, I'm not going to criticise people who missed penalties. It wasn't a great penalty from Lewis Monsman, but at least he stood up and took one. And as yeah. some people correctly, again, pointed out, where were the attacking players taking the penalties? Yeah. Where was the striker? Why, why would your striker not take a penalty? And if it's a lack of confidence, fair enough. We, you know, we, we're battered and bruised at the minute. We're lacking leaders on the field. Liam Bridcut and Tom Hopper and Joe Walsh are three leaders. And last night we didn't have Adam Jackson either. We had Chris Maguire and Conor McGrandles. Yeah. But we're lacking leaders on the field. That was evident against Accrington. We played well. We, we're getting angry about last night, but we played well right yeah. up until the final third. But we're lacking leaders and we're lacking creative players. And they're two things that you cannot, if, if, we were in this position and January had gone, I think we'd be in serious relegation danger. This team, as it is right now, if this was what we had until the end of the season, I don't see where a goal's coming from, let alone a win. And that's a worry. And the only comfort is, one, Tom Hopper and Liam Bridcott and Anthony Scully have still got to come back into this side. I'm not going to say Joe Walsh because I don't believe he exists. Um, <laughs> so those three are going to have got come back into the side and you're infinitely better with those three in the side uh which which if it were to happen sooner rather than later i'd have a little bit more confidence but i yeah. genuinely believe this is the biggest transfer window that lincoln city football club have ever ever had the biggest one we've ever had yeah i, I can't no, pressure, <laughs> no and i can't i can't disagree like it's it, it's huge like we've we've had you know, we'll say it to a blue in the face, but like you, you do get players that don't work out. We've had them before many, many times. You know, we've, we've put our faith in people that have come in. And let's not forget last last season. It was it was, you know, it was a lightning lightning in a bottle. We, we caught it because we, we did extremely good work, you know, forging the relationships and getting the players in. And we were lucky to get those players in last season. You know, and, and I think one thing that keeps just gnawing away at the back of my mind is that. People now are clamouring to have Morgan uh, to have Morgan Rogers back, but you've got to remember that around this time. Sorry, it wasn't around this time. It was because uh, we signed him in January. But like a couple of months after we signed him, people were slating him, and you know it, it's always interesting with the benefit of hindsight because people will always have those you know rose tinted glasses on. Um, I, I but, have not seen a clamour for Morgan Rogers to come back because it would be pointless because he ain't coming back so not not necessarily having him back but a player like him you know there's a lot of people saying oh well, last year we had morgan rogers you know and it's sort of it's that it, it's that sort of twisted view on it when last season it's the same people that were you know they're, they're the same people that were slating him last season um but you know we weren't going to get another um another brennan johnson we weren't going to get another morgan uh, morgan rogers this season so we were we were Morgan Whitaker. So we were going to get, we, I, I believe we were going to get that. I believe that was why we ended up having a disappointed window because I think we pinned our hopes on getting that type of player in. I firmly believe that, and you can't say it with any com- 
serious conviction so it's only my opinion but my opinion is that had we signed Morgan Whitaker he would have done for us what Rogers slash Johnson did last season and they did very different things uh, I believe had we signed a couple of the other targets that have been mentioned the kid from Aston Villa I believe that we would have done something similar. And and there's some discussion as to whether we might have been interested in um, Philemon Badis, I think it's Philemon Badis, uh, or um, Cameron Archer. But I think it was the strong suggestions that we were looking at signing one of those Villa players. And I think that they could have had a similar impact. I'm not saying that they would have come in and done the same job, but they would have given us that creative spark. So actually, you know, it's unusual because I haven't said this to you yet, but I disagree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do disagree. And yeah, I just, I think we pinned too much on that. And I think some of the players that we have now who are senior professionals and we're relying on every week, actually we were hoping to use a little more sparingly. Um, and I think he's telling Lass Sorensen didn't play last night. Suggests to me that actually Lass is ahead in the pecking order um, of, mm. of, of some players. And I wonder if we're protecting him by taking him off on 60, 65 minutes. And I actually don't think Lass has been as bad as people say. Um, I mean, he's, I, he's not he's not necessarily covered himself in glory, but he's not that kind of a player he, you know he's, he's not the the headline grabber he's the functional player so you know I, 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 I don't know what we what people are expecting from him but yeah I, I don't think he's has been I don't think he's been as, as bad as some people are making out but I to be honest I don't think many players have been as bad as people are making out but you know yeah. that's just that's just me on that one um but let's talk about you know people you say obviously you say there about Lass um potentially ahead of people in the packing order what does last uh, What does last night mean for uh, for Remy London? Because I, mean, I, I, I think we all know that, the answer to that question, don't we? Yeah, I know, but it's it's a podcast. I've got to you know put in We've leading to questions to get some discussions out of you. We've got to answer it, have me, have we? Fair enough. Um, here is I, I I think Remy lost his opportunity in two games, Burton. Where he missed an absolute sitter, mm-hmm. fell over the ball, and Sunderland in the trophy, where he was handed um, a start and he came off on 70 minutes, and um, you know it was just not not good. And I I, I like Remy as a person. Yep. Uh, if I'm being brutally honest, not really sure I've ever seen league one quality football from him on a consistent basis i think he's been a good squad player i think he's a good person to have around the squad that i've I've never seen him as a regular starter in league one and it has surprised me uh, that he hasn't he hasn't gone out on loan because Mm. during his entire lincoln time he's only started four league one games and he's only played in total 15 games so he's only come on as a sub 11 times um yeah, I, which is odd when you think about the likes of Theo Archibald and Zach Elbazetti, who we moved on quite quickly, mm. um, who I think had more to offer the squad. So I, th- I think he's a personality thing. Remy's a great, great bloke. He's, he's, you know, he's such an inf- uh, infectious person. And I, I say that in ter- the old term of infectious. I don't <laughs> I mean, like you know the COVID infectious yeah he's just yeah. got that sort of personality that's just a you know he's, he's a when I, I don't mean it in a kind of camp way but he's just a delight to be around when you're talking yeah, to yeah. him he just you know he's, he's he is um, and I really hope that when January comes there is a league one a league two team willing to take him and give him opportunities to play yeah 
I mean, on that note, I, I, I again can't help but agree with you. I think he, you know, hopefully he'll he'll make something of his career because I think he's he's the kind of person that deserves it. Um, but on that note, do we think or do we know if there is anything that is either in place or you know potentially can be in place for January because Theo Archibald's ripping it up down at the minute. No idea. <laughs> Simply, I've, I've I've not got a clue. It would be very un Michael Appleton like to recall Theo Archibald and put him into the first team picture. Mm-hmm. A lone spell uh, under Michael has usually meant the end of the road, and that's my understanding. I I I don't see us recalling Theo, but it would be nice if we did. Fair enough. Um, so, I mean, that's the that's the games that have been. Um, as with most cup games, we we can talk about it briefly, but I don't. There's not really too much that we can do in terms of a full preview for Hartlepool, is there? Because it's uh, well, regardless of the gap in league positions, it's um, it's a cup game, so it's you know, it could, could anything could happen. Yeah, it can do a bit. I mean, they're in terrible form at the minute. So are we? Yeah, they're you know, they're, apart from their FA Cup game, I. Th- I don't think they've won since the 23rd of November when they beat Harrogate. Uh, so that's two. a week. 23rd of October. Sorry. There we go. <laughs> I was going to say, only a week. They lost 5-0 uh, to Leighton Orient mm-hmm. with Archibald in the side and, and um, ripping it up. Uh, their XG in that game was 0.11. Other typical XG, 0.97 when they lost to Newport. 0.25 at the weekend against Port Vale. They were... They were they were really really poor, uh, really really poor, um, and they play a mixture of different tactics: three five two, five three two, three four two, one four five one. There's there's no set tactic. Obviously, they lost their manager, Dave Challen, and moved. I mean, they're a team that are pretty much in free fall. Mm-hmm. All I see is another game like last night and like the weekend, where I just think it's going to be two relatively toothless teams. Um, one trying not to get beat and the other looking like we're trying probably to to, to win it and not really getting very far. Um, yeah, imagine I think we'll be we'll be going around in circles like a one-armed man trying to swim, uh, and Hartlepool will be like a no-armed man trying not to drown. And if you enjoy watching that spectacle, get yourself down to Tinsel Bank on Saturday. You sold it there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, do you know what as well? What's frustrating is Hartlepool have got some decent players. They've got um, a uh, a fullback or a, a wide player called Sterry. I'm just looking. It doesn't look like he played for them on Saturday. I wonder if he's injured. Excuse me. Uh, I think it's Jamie Sterry. In fact, he doesn't look like he's played much at all. Let me just do a little bit of um, ad hoc research here. Now, Sterry was with them whilst he was in the whilst they were in the National League. Um, I think he's a former Newcastle youngster, if I'm correct. He's somebody that uh, really has no business being in League Two. Really, really good footballer. Um, yeah, Jay Sterry. There he is. When, when did he last play then? Because he's He's a player I've admired for a while. Oh, he was sent off on the 20th of November and hasn't played since. Um, I wonder if he might might be coming back uh, at some point. So he was a Newcastle youngster. He spent some time on loan at Coventry and Crewe, but he, he's quite highly rated. 
other than that, I look through the Hartlepool team and there isn't a lot of players that jump out at me. Mark Cullen plays up top for them. He's a lad um, who was at Blackpool. I think Blackpool paid a lot of money for him from Luton. Uh, scored 21 goals for Blackpool, but in 89 appearances. Um, was at Port Vale last season, but he's, he's never really hit the heights. Uh, he scored five in 16 for Hartlepool this year. So again, not prolific, but more prolific than pretty much all of our strikers. So we can't really throw stones when we're living in glass houses, can we? Um, and I'd like to, Luke Molyneux was placed for him as well now. He's somebody I think was a, I used to write about as Sunderland. He was a Sunderland under 23 player and he ended up being loaned to Hartlepool and then going back out there. He gets quite good reviews. He's a, he's a midfielder. Um, Again, he scored four in 24 for them, but uh, some of the, one of those goals at least has come in the, the Football League trophy and another in the Cup. So, yeah, we're talking here about players that I'm kind of going, oh, they're not too bad, but they're the greatest respect. They're League Two footballers. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, well. it, it, it's just, there's nobody really leaping out, is there? It's not like you know, it's not like we're playing Wrexham where we we know that they've bought players that are going to be above the level that they're playing at I think it's <laughs> try telling Wrexham fans that <laughs> really are they not are they not having a <laughs> good beat, time they? They got, no they got beat again didn't they last night um, I think it was last night or or whenever they played and it was you know the players were they, yeah, they were really critical I can't think who beat them I mean they're seventh in the league um, but yeah, I think it's negativity from Phil Parkinson. I mean, bear in mind they just won four out of five, and then they lost two at home to Yeovil, and they're calling ten with ten men, uh, and they're calling for the the manager's head. So James Jones is only on the bench for them. Wow! Uh, I think that goes to show you. Jesus. Okay. Well, I don't know what that goes to show you. To be honest, the level. <laughs> The level, the level that he looked when he came back from COVID, almost certainly. Yeah, uh, he's got one goal for them in seventeen appearances. Hmm. So, do you think we'll be in the hat for the third round? Yes, by virtue of the fact that it's a nil-nil draw. So, unless unless we have a player who decides he wants a beverage halfway through the game. And uh, we go down to 10 men or um, unless we can, you know, if Hartlepool take the inevitable chance that we gift them at some point, we might not be in the hat. Uh, all joking aside, I, I think I think we should be. We've got to beat Hartlepool. We've got to beat Hartlepool. I, I don't think when you look at the league, I think it's oh, when you look at League Two and I'll just bring it up so you can hear the tapping of the keyboard. Um it looks a tougher game than uh, Carlisle, but only just Harleypool are seventeenth. You know they've scored um, scored twenty goals. Carlisle only scored thirteen all season. They've conceded thirty more than Carlisle. They've lost their last five games. They're, they're crumbling. I mean, this there has never been a better opportunity for Lincoln City to get to the next round of the FA Cup. Uh, to get to the third round of the FA Cup and if we were to not make it there would be something not just slightly wrong but very wrong with the players on the field because if Michael plays his football if Michael gets them to play football the way that we we know Lincoln can players like Dan and Lundley should be scoring goals against Hartlepool it's as simple as that and and funnily enough I mentioned Olamola 
who who plays for Hartlepool, and he was a Southampton youngster, touted for a big future and all that sort of thing. He's now playing with Hartlepool and can't score. Three years' time, I won't be surprised if Dan and Lundlew isn't playing in League Two. Mm. I think no, that's... I mean, I, I I don't know like what the I don't know what the options are with you know with Dan. I mean presumably there will be some sort of discussion had with Southampton at some stage to say, look, he's he's not he's not developing as we expected. Is this going to be a case of him being dropped? Like, you know, I, I can't imagine that when Tom Hopper's available that Dan Lund, uh, Lundley's getting a look in. He's not getting a game now, is he? You know, Freddie no. Draper's playing. And, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think there will be um, a lot of activity in the January window. And the only concern with that is how long it takes new faces to settle in. Yeah. But at the minute, there isn't an existing structure. I haven't seen a midfield combination that doesn't involve Leo Bridcut this season that I'm happy with. No, I don't I think yeah. I don't think McGrandall's Fiorini, Bishop, I don't think any combination of those players and Sorensen works. Um I, uh, Max Sanders looked good last night, but he was then taken off. And I think Michael alluded to him in his post-match press conference when he said players still passing sideways and taking too many touches. I thought that's got to be, if it is Max, that's harsh because you basically just described our entire midfield for the last four games. Mm. Um, and Max has been the only one that's looked like he wants to go forward. So, yeah, I just... Well, I mean, I'd, I would like to see him start on Saturday um, because we all thought he was going to start last Saturday and didn't. Um, given you know the fast that was the Tuesday night, um, and I, I, prefer, I just I, I just hope to see him start on Tuesday, Ben. To be honest, I prefer to see him start against Crew in the league. Yeah, I mean either or, you know, <laughs> or both. Um, yeah, I mean just just touching on that game as well. I think <laughs> we've said it for the past couple of games, but Crew is a game that we should be taking three points from without question um in my opinion you know that they have had a terrible start to the league uh to the season you know that they're down where they are for a reason um and i I had a discussion with somebody a couple of uh about a week ago now where so you know we said that i think it was after the portsmouth game we said you know that six or seven from nine for the next three games is going to be crucial and seven's out of the question because we lost against accrington so it's it's now down to a case of whether we can get two wins on the bounce against teams that. Mm, I mean, Cheltenham's going to be difficult, but it's going to be an interesting one. As an aside, um, somebody who was at the game on Saturday uh, uh, last night, rather, is telling me that he thinks it was Paul that was off the pitch on the other side having a drink. And that's what well, on the on the on the defensive left on the far touch line, yeah. Mm. So. Again, I don't, I don't want to be one-sided and give the hacks haters something more. But um, no, and you're right. You know, you, the thing is, we keep looking at games and saying we should take a win here, we should take a win there. Actually, you looked at Accrington and Doncaster; they were winnable games and would come yeah. away with a single point. I just, just, we need to just score goals. And Joe, you know I'd, I'd be happy, not ecstatic. But if we went to crew and lost, but it was 4-3, because I just think finally, you know, we've found... Because when you score, scoring goals is, is kind of a habit. Yeah. And I think if one or two of the players get a goal, they might go on and get a couple more. And I said that about Dan and Undle after Wigan, and it didn't come off. But And you know, Fiorini has He's got, got a goal in, in it. But actually, 
But yeah, it's actually the, the players out, out wide as well because the, the way that we play and the way that we play last season is often the centre forward is taken out um, out of the, the middle area and those players out wide need to start chipping in. I know Mag scored last night, but you know, need to see more in product from him he's very industrious very busy very good on the ball probably one of the few highlights over over the last three or four weeks um, but he's still only got the one goal and it was a cracking finish so he's proved he can do it we need to see him popping up in that area in the box more and if it means other players in midfield actually pulling their fingers out of their asses and getting creative and leaving mags playing further forward I'd, do you know what i'd play him at nine i'd stick him but i'd stick him up front again and you know give the the, the wider players a little bit more I don't know, a little bit more get in the area, kind of a little bit more freedom. There's, there's too many of them just, I'm not going to say stealing a living because that's not right, but not earning the corn at the minute. And Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, to, I think that phrase, you know, stealing a living, I think that's a, a, a extremely harsh phrase that, yeah, I agree. you know, I, I think I've potentially used it to describe one or two players in the past. But yeah, it, the current team. I don't think anybody is necessarily stealing a living. Um, I think it's it's proving difficult at the moment, and they're, you know, we're not going to sit here and 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 you know when people say oh they defend that you can't defend that it's not great, but at the same time, that's what they've got to work with. So, you know, we've just got to try and get behind everybody. But mm. so that's Saturday and Tuesday. God, um, there is a, at least one more thing that I know we need to mention before we go. Um, 19 minutes on Saturday, everybody, um, you know, get involved and give a round of applause because it was uh, the very sad news this week that um, Jack Nottingham passed away. Um, Jack was the uh, the young lad who. Um, was on the pitch before the Czech Trade final um, and he, you know, the club did a lot for him and he kind of um, was battling um, and unfortunately lost his fight this week. So thoughts go out to to Jack and his family, or to Jack's family. Um, but 19 minutes on Saturday, um, I believe, you know, you, you, you sort of said that on social media and it's a, a lovely idea and I think we need to to all get behind it. So, um, yeah, make sure you're applauding on the 19th minute. Yeah, 100%. Um, 100%. And is there anything else? Not that I can think of. Um, I am um, um, I'm at the EPC tonight, as you're probably listening to this, or last night if it's Friday, and, and you can work out the rest. Um, a, a, a presentation by Jez George into the football club, so that's going to be really interesting. So hopefully I might get a bit of content out of that, whether that will be probably written if I get time, not be... That'll be quite good. But um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I just think a message to try and stay positive, and I'm sure this podcast hasn't helped, but I think you know when you look at teams that are really struggling and you, you look at your Oldhams and your Scunthorpes and you look at your um, teams like Doncaster this season as well, where your managers are just, it's just not working or they've got owners that are in a bad place like at Scunthorpe and Oldham, and they, they're, they're clubs that, could, that should worry. And I think when you look at our club, we it's easy to get lost in the negatives mm-hmm. um, when there are actually positives. I mean, we still have fantastic club ownership. We're still a, a very well-run club. People talk about the transfer window, but this was the first one really in um, Michael's tenure that didn't 
really work as we'd hoped. Mm-hmm. And, and people, somebody said the other day, I, I saw somebody on Twitter, and I'm trying to stay off Twitter, but somebody had said that um, name one player that Michael had signed uh, who we hadn't then sold on a per. And, and I kind of thought, well, yeah, you put so many barriers in there. I mean, yeah, we sold Eden for half a million pounds, money that we've reinvested in Jamie Robson, who's a decent footballer, and money that we've got left over to reinvest this summer. Anthony Scully is a player that he signed on a permanent deal who we may well sell. And if we do, we'll reap the rewards for that and, and we'll turn it around. And somebody had then put, oh, buying players and selling them, it's a recipe for, for relegation. It's, no, it wasn't for Peterborough, was it? It was a recipe to get into the championship because that's what Peterborough yeah. did. Um, and, and then there were other people saying, well, we don't need loans in January. We need experienced leaders. We've only lacked leaders for the last three or four games. When Liam Bridgecup was in, there was no lack of leadership. There was no lack of effort or character. And when Tom Hopper comes back, it'll be the same. So actually, I think what we do need and we need to have faith is that in January, we will sign certain players mm. that will vastly improve this football club. And whether that's on loan or or not you know, personally i don't really care you know on one hand you have people criticizing loan players saying oh they're not our players and then on the other hand you say that you have them saying that we've never replaced brennan johnson and morgan rogers who were loan players so exactly. I, I think the, the desire to be negative and the desire to tell it how it is is something that is actually overtaking reason in a lot of instances and i think just to have a little bit of reason at the moment if we're in this position come the middle of February, then I might get on board. But right at this moment in time, for all of the negative outcomes, there are reasons, not excuses, reasons. And so I think that there's every reason to be positive. We could go into Saturday's game, get a, a victory against Hartlepool by whatever means, and have Manchester United in the third round on the on the, the 3rd of January, let's say. And on the 1st of January, we might sign a two or three players. Everyone goes, bloody hell, look at who Lincoln have signed. And all of a sudden, it's all rainbows and light and sweets and candy again, isn't it? So <laughs> I just think it's between yeah. now, we're on the 1st of December now, between now and the 1st of January, we have to just foster that kind of, that spirit, that, that attitude that saw the fans singing when we lost 6-0 to Oxford. And yeah. you know, people say, oh, it must be boring if you're not sparking the 617. I don't buy that. The 617 was singing when we were losing at home to Welling. So I don't buy that the, the football is boring the fans. There's a general malaise amongst a, a large group group of supporters but i don't buy it that you know that the, the football is to do with that because the six on seven and i'm not criticizing them by the way they sprung up out of the worst period in this football club's history and we're now believe it or not we're at one of the best periods in this football club's history we're still in that we're still in league one we're an established league one club mm. so much still to be positive about just let's let's ride the shit storm if you you know what they always sell if you're going through hell keep going because eventually you're going to come out the other side Absolutely, and, and I think that's the thing. Like you look at, very, you, I say, like, like you look at the last time we were in at this level, we lasted one season and came straight back down. Like it, it, we are not in that position anymore. Like you say, we're a, we're getting to the point where we are an established League One club, and you, the bigger picture stuff. Like yes, at the moment, on the pitch isn't great, and there will be a hell of a lot of work going on behind the scenes to try and get that resolved as soon as we can. As soon as we can, maybe the 1st or 2nd of January. It may be the 31st of January. But at the same time, you know, look at everything else that's going on in the club. We've got the money's been raised now to, um, or at least you know, to, to get the, the redevelopment started, which is going to hopefully bring in things like, you know, the extra water feed so people don't complain about the toilets anymore. Um, and everything else around it at the moment is is pointing at a club that's 
on the up in every possible direction and uh, in, in every possible area. So it's not all doom and gloom and negative and everything else. And I, I just, I just think some people, the way that they go about things, it almost makes it sound like they're saying, well, I've never done a bad day's work in my life. You know, everything's been perfect for me and somebody has a bad day or a bad month or something. And it's like, well, he's got to lose his job. It's like, no, he doesn't have to lose his job. Just wind it in. You know, everything around it at the moment, everything around the stuff that's going on on the pitch, in my opinion, is pretty positive. And I don't think there's any anything wrong in pointing that out like you have just done. Because if you don't, you just end up hating yourself, the club and everything around it. So don't think any of us want to do that, do we? No. I mean, it could be worse. We could be Gillingham fans. Yeah, I said that in an article the other day. You need to be more original. I don't care. It's true. I do. No, I... <laughs> oh, hello, Charlie. <laughs> well, he's not happy, is he? I think that's time to finish. Oh, bless him. <laughs> Has he just woken up? Yeah, he's literally been laid at the side of me the whole time. No, it's probably because he thinks I stole your jokes. Well, it's because he knows you did. He's basically <laughs> calling you out. <laughs> Oh, uh, he'd never call me out. I probably would, yeah, actually, would. to be fair. Yeah, yeah, you've you've trained him. him. Yeah, so exactly. you've trained him. <laughs> he growls at feet when he gets on the bed. Oh, dear. Right. Well, that's the uh, that's the Satius podcast for the week. Uh, I say this is episode 149. Next week will be episode 151, um, because we'd like to save episode 150 for a bit of a special occasion. <laughs> We're building a time machine. Yeah. So next week, um, I don't know if it's going to be me and Gaz or whether it's going to be Jake and Gaz, but it will be episode 151, possibly. We'll see. You know, it'll be broadcast from a DeLorean doing 88 miles an hour. Um, and then I think we'll we'll figure something out for 150. I don't know. But yes, we will see you next Fascinating week. Fascinating end to the podcast, isn't it? Uh, if you still tuned in. You're not giving me anything, mate. You're just sitting there with your thumb up your ass. Actually, I'm not. I'm sitting here with my phone open. Smart oh, yeah, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough, anyway. Anyway, actually, people haven't heard what I'm having for tea. Fee's uh, away today, so uh, it's down to me. So I've bought two southern fried chicken burgers. And I'm going to put some bacon on and some barbecue sauce and some oven chips. That's why I'm a fat bastard. <laughs> And the reason I'm a fat bastard will probably be documented and published online at the end of the season in the form of a lovely montage from Gary. <laughs> Actually, no, because you move so quick, they're all blurry. It basically just looks like you're wang. Uh, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? It looks like you're on air. I'm entertaining a hot dog. <laughs> looks like you're on air. Oh, dear. Anyway, right. We'll see you next week, guys. Take care. around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, but then you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered 
by fans.